This is Offspin. First of all, I think most investors are not going to be successful because they will do something or the other to shoot themselves in the foot. Mm. I mean, we can only say this is what you should do. But most investors, generally speaking, are not going to be successful. Most index investors are also not going to be successful because they are not buying the index for the right reasons. Uh, today, index investing is more of a fad than a transition from active management to passive management. Today, investors see investing do well, index funds do well, ETFs do well, and they want a slice of that pie in their portfolio. Tomorrow, something else will change and they want a slice of that. They want gold, they want more of gold. When when they see mid-caps move up, they want more of mid-caps. So uh, that is the most immature thing to do. You cannot, you know, uh, be invested in the thing that goes up the highest in a year. This is that Offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for Let's Get Rich with Patu. Welcome back to a very special episode of Let's Get Rich with Patu. Um, and you can already see why, right? Uh, it's a very thrilling moment when we reach out to one of the people from our very valued audience who writes in to us and they agree immediately to come onto the show. Um, of course, it's a thrill to us. I'm not sure if it's a thrill to all the viewers and listeners. I have a feeling it will because today we have a listener who wrote in, I started the episode saying it's a thrilling feeling with a not so thrilling question or a not so thrilling reason to write into us. And we'll dive into that. Um, when listeners join our show, the show just goes to another level and, and, and you'll understand why, because we have a very strong feeling that the content of this episode will touch a nerve, will strike a chord with a lot of you. Um, because if you remember Patu on one of the previous episodes and I spoke about how it feels to be broke, it's just a very suffocating feeling, not a nice feeling at all. And Devakar ironically wrote in with something similar, but something very different. So firstly, Devakar, welcome to the show. Patu, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. Um, Patu, how are you doing before we move to Devakar? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, refreshing break and I'm uh, very happy Devakar is here with us. And I encourage more listeners and viewers also to you know come and uh, come onto the show and share their stories and we can discuss personal finance much more uh, in a much more insightful way. Absolutely. Everyone remembers Shubham on the early retirement episode. Everyone remembers Varun and Ria on the freelancing episode. And, and Devakar, you are from that small community who I hope inspires many more listeners and viewers to come into the show. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do, etc. Thanks. Thanks, Siddhartha. So firstly, I'm a huge fan of Patuzar and uh, Siddhartha, your, your podcast series as well. So I've been following Patuzar for uh, the past six to eight months and your podcast series as well for the last two to three months, uh, uh, Siddhartha. So <clears throat> I, I'm basically a software engineer. So uh, I'm based out of Coimbatore in, in Tamil Nadu. So uh, I've been investing for the past three years, uh, specifically from, if I'm not wrong, from June of 2020. Uh, 
It's been a smooth ride so far, uh, basically, because I started investing after the COVID crash. It's been a smooth ride for me so far. The only mm. time in which my portfolio has gone into the red has been in mid 2022 during the Russia Ukraine war. And that too, not by much, by only some 1% or 2%. Uh, that's it. So I've been pretty confident about my uh, investing uh, journey. However, recently, uh, I came to know from a friend. Uh, so he's a friend I used to work with. Uh, that he has lot of, uh, lost a lot of money in the stock market, um, around three to four years salaries worth. Now, I was privy to how he approached the stock market and how he lost it. For all I know, he could have done trading or he could have dumped it all in some penny stock and, and lost it all. I know we all read stories uh, like this every day, right? In blogs and everything that, uh, you know, people lose money in the stock market. But when you hear it from someone you know, when you hear it from someone you're close to, uh, it just hits you. It just hits you differently. Uh, I don't know. It just sends a little shiver down your spine, if I could say that. Uh, it's just like an example of uh, we hear I mean, news about thousands of accidents happening in the road every day. But when it happens to someone close to us or someone known to us, the next time we go on the road, we are a little bit more careful. So uh, that's how that's how uh, that's the place I am in right now. Basically, I have two voices in my head right now. One saying that, okay, you are following all the good practices of investing and uh, you, you, you'll you be good, you'll, you'll do good, you'll be safe. That's another voice which came up recently, uh, which said, look, uh, mutual funds are subject to market risks and anything could happen at any point of time. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no specific return that we should expect on the stock market, right? So that's, that's the another voice. So this voice is telling me that put it into safe instruments like FT for the long term itself. Uh, I, I know because I've seen producer, I know that uh, putting it into safe instruments like FT won't help us beat inflation, uh, the cost of cutting chai, uh, basically. Uh, but this voice is also telling me, all right, if, if your monthly expenses is, let's say, uh, 30,000 a month, down the line, if you put it into safe instruments, yes, you will not be able to maintain the 30,000 30, a month uh, um, thirty thousand a month journey, but at least you'll be able to maintain a 20,000 a month journey. Uh, so uh, rather, if I put it into the, uh, you know, unsafe instruments, that's a case, that's a chance that, you know, it could go crashing down altogether. So uh, this so this voice is telling me that a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. Mm -hmm. So that's the place I'm, I'm coming from. Uh, and that's that's what I wanted to ask you. Firstly, it's uh, it's it saddens me that we are doing this virtually because if Patu and okay. I were there with you, we would have patted you on your back uh, <laughs> for your superb attitude towards all towards it all, your balanced thought process and the acknowledging of your emotions and feelings, right? With that, Patu, entirely over to you. I'm going to take a back seat. Yeah, so uh, Divaka, that was, um, yeah, quite something. So you are in your early 30s, right? If I'm not yes. wrong. Yes, yeah. So um, you have, I would say, about 25 years to retirement, uh, approximately. Uh, 50s, 50 to 55, that's the kind of ballpark period when you uh, hope to, you know, stop regular working. After that, you went freelance and so on. So, uh, approximately 20, 25 years. That's very important to keep in mind at all times, um, especially when those thoughts of uh, equity ups and downs come to you. Um, I would say that if I look back in my own journey, uh, I started investing in June 2008. And um, I would say that the, the best thing that ever occurred to me 
was the first five years, and I've talked about this innumerable number of times, most people, reader, viewers, readers, everybody would be annoyed uh, hearing it again, but I have to say it again. For the first five years, until late 2003, my portfolio was every day in rent. Ah, 2013, uh, November, December 2013. It was every day in rent. It was zero. So after, for the first five years, my returns were zero. It was nothing. Uh, and that was the best thing that happened to me because during that time, I dumped in a lot of money. And when the market changed, when, when the, uh, you know, the tide changed and the markets started zooming up, I made a huge amount of money very quickly because of all the capital that was already invested in the stock market. So, um, when I look at that and look at your, uh, you know, journey so far, I think you have had a very smooth ride so far, right? And I think you should not expect that to continue. Uh, let's be very clear about that. I think uh, you should be prepared to lose a lot of money, 20-30% uh, losses in the stock market. Every, I would say every 7 to 10 years, there will be a huge fall, approximately. I mean, you can't predict these things, but uh, there will be a huge market crash. And what is more uh, uh, dangerous than that is a kind of uncertain period where the market does nothing. For example, in your own journey, if you look at the returns in the last year, the last year, I think the Sensex grew up, grew by, uh, sorry, the Nifty or the Sensex grew by 20, 21%, 22%. But most of that came in the last quarter from October, November, December quarter. For the first few months, it was flat. And for the months before that as well, it was flat. So even with, within your journey, um, there's something called self-similarity or the fractal nature of stock markets. I'll talk about that later. But within your journey, you've already seen a sideways market. It's a very short sideways market. It lasted for only about a, a, a year, maybe 15 months or so. And then you've seen an uptick. So the number one lesson from the stock market whether how long however long we stay uh, stay invested is that market returns are always going to be clumped we're not going to get smooth returns suddenly it will you know there'll be a huge deluge there'll be a flood then there'll be a drought then there'll be a little drizzle here and there so uh, the especially for people like you who have to at least two decades of active gainful employment ahead of you the best thing that one can do is Ignore everything else. Look at your own needs. Look at your own portfolio. Systematically dump in as much money into the stock market, but within the desired asset allocation. Now, you had mentioned in your letter that you had already are aware of asset allocation, rebalancing, etc. That is something most investors, are, I mean, don't take seriously. So, you are already doing those things right. So, I would... Uh, my suggestion to you is, first of all, be ready for losses because the losses are just around the corner. They will happen. Of course, what happened to your friend, I, my guess is it is it is not something that's going to be uh, happening to you because I don't think that looks like uh, a kind of systematic uh, investing uh, situation because people have not, uh, I mean, people who have invested systematically in mutual funds for the past few years have not lost that kind of money aside from the COVID crash after that, at least after that, since you have invested after that. So I think it looks like a case of concentrated risk. Concentrated risk in stock market is when 
people bet a lot of money on a single stock either for investing or for trading or they put all money or most money in one type of investment for example like trading so that is the kind of risk i think your friend has uh, you know faced and he has suffered the consequences of that and i see that in i mean it's across ages I, a few days ago a, a colleague asked me my mother who is you know into her 70s wants to do trading i said no don't do don't do that but she she said uh, he said he's already made a lot of money that's that's fine but then that's uh, that'll quickly change and then you know how it is so it's uh, i mean the lure of the trading is very difficult to you know uh, you know overcome today but i think that's a different story but for you i think you may not get into that kind of situation but you still be prepared for losses but like we've talked about on this uh, show before as long as you have a goal in mind as long as you understand that beating inflation is not just getting a better return because return is something that you cannot control inflation is also something you can't control but you know that inflation is like 5 to 7% here and there depending on when you look and you can't say i'm going to beat that it's that's not true for i mean your the inflation for your goal may be higher for example uh for a ch- for a children's goal for education goal maybe it's much significantly higher even retirement considering lifestyle expenses it i'll say 7 8% inflation is the norm so i think we should focus on just one thing the corpus is my corpus growing i have i i should have an expected growth rate of the corpus and i should look at where my actual corpus is in that journey at any point in time once a year right as long as i am close don't worry too much focus on the asset allocation focus on a regular periodic rebalancing and also uh, have a uh, you know plan to reduce equity allocation systematically well before you start retiring or for your other goals so those are the basics if you have that in place i think you don't need to worry too much i mean uh, you should tell you that's why i keep telling people uh, okay before i get to that if you have any questions either of you you can stop me i don't want to keep rambling on devaker anything um, no actually yeah i mean i, I understand uh, uh, where atusar is coming from uh, uh, i think it's the same thing um, basically when it happens right to someone close to you, it it just it just hits differently so that's what it, it shook me a little bit but yeah i think the basics uh, uh the basics are sound i mean if if we have all the uh, if you have all the uh, basics in place like asset allocation uh, all those things i think we should be good but but yeah i mean perhaps I'm, i'll I'm, put it this way devakar and patu if you'll allow me right here a uh, patu sir and siddhant these virtual people that you're watching on youtube and there you have a close friend who you've grown up with flesh and blood next to you having a genuinely real bad experience i mean it could be a friend it could be your dad who's saying what the hell are you doing with your hard earned money put it into a fixed deposit it's down to trust it's down to the truth right and and a close friend recently told me in this day and age we live in the truth does not matter it's all about the narrative in mean, maybe i'm going off topic but politics and religion it's all now about the narrative what the actual truth of the matter is sadly does not exist so it's a matter of trust and truth 
patu and how does one get the confidence to know one is on the right path so perhaps uh, that is what he's trying to say yeah no uh, i'm trying to um, say uh, divakar that you are also going to lose money hmm. be prepared for that that's my that's my f- uh, first idea you are also going to lose money but i don't think you're going to lose money in the fashion that your friend did okay 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 because see uh, your friend has lost money at a time when people investing in a diversified stock portfolio like a mutual fund have not lost money okay therefore your friend has has been doing something very different yes. right uh, so i don't first of all you should tell yourself that is a different situation that's not relevant to what i'm doing okay second even for people investing in a diversified portfolio they will also lose money and you should be prepared for that that's how equity is going to be because if you beating inflation is not possible without losses if you want steady determined predetermined returns then you cannot beat inflation you are guaranteed to not beat inflation if you want to have a chance of beating inflation then you must allow your portfolio returns to fluctuate but have you taken care of the basics one don't put all your eggs in one basket have you mm-hmm. taken care of a diversified stock portfolio just buy the nifty or the sensex you're done you got all the diversification you need you don't need anything else have you got an asset allocation you need a good amount of fixed income uh, in your portfolio i would recommend anywhere between 40 to 50% fixed income at all times minimum after that towards as you go ahead towards retirement in the last decade of your retirement you can gradually increase the fixed income component so that fixed income is what is going to give your portfolio the stability when the market is crashing your portfolio will still have some corpus that's why i said don't worry about returns that happen uh, you know every month every year and so on in the market that's not in your control but what's in your control is are you close to that target equity uh, sorry the target goal corpus growth if i'm close that's fine i'm on the right path you don't need to worry about so that's why i keep telling myself uh, uh, whenever i need to and i tell others use emotional logic hmm i've talked about this i think sometime back uh tell yourself if you don't stay invested in the stock market if you pull out now a lot of people at the time that we are making this episode are already thinking of stopping investments pulling out of the stock market because it's an all time high it's a dumb thing to do because that's the it's the worst thing you can do you especially when you're you know when you're young and your goals are far away you have to keep investing money at all times that's the only way but tell yourself the past is not going to be there you you i'm i'm fairly sure if you have seen 30% 40% growth in one year the next year is going to be subdued you're going to probably make a loss right that that's how it's going to be but uh, what i mean by emotional logic is tell yourself i must be financially independent in retirement i will not depend on others i will not come to a stage where i have to reduce my lifestyle where i can say oh no i can't afford a smartphone anymore i i have to settle for a feature phone i have to you know cut down on my ott platform subscriptions i have to cut cable because i don't have money that is not the kind of situation i want to be in in retirement where i'm dependent on others or where i have to reduce my lifestyle that is the goal 
and that goal is 20 25 years away for you so you have all the time in the world to manage the risk associated with the stock market to you know if i would say uh, outlive that risk in a in a sense in the sense that the, the risk is going to be there it's going to be okay for example let's say there's a lok sabha elections coming up next may what if there's a hung parliament uh, you know what if the, there's no then the stock market will you know uh, it, it will it will not move up for a long time there's going to be 2 3 4 5 years of side what that happens it, you should tell yourself that doesn't matter i'm still looking at my goal i i will wait for the market to move because i have the time i have the balanced portfolio because i have the fixed income that's also growing at a reasonable pace and that's the kind of emotional logic i'm talking to i'm i'm very very sure it's not easy but you have to tell yourself that you're doing it you're doing it right and uh, you have to be prepared for losses okay. perhaps i can put it this way also pattu and uh, devakar perhaps what pattu saying without not saying is it takes experience and 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 speaking from my personal experience as well right at the start of it you know i even went for a 3 month bse course pattu perhaps i've never revealed it on this episode right uh, on the show and after that course you felt such a high of confidence now you know how the markets work etc and i had terrible losses after that right and i can't begin to describe devakar it's perhaps what your friend is going through as well and we'll get to your friend perhaps if patu can address what your friend can do should do from this point on that feeling of dread is so vivid in my mind i didn't tell my family about it i didn't tell my closest friends about it uh you know my mood was ruined for days and weeks on end but i just kept investing um and now i've come to a stage maybe 10 12 years later where literally a few lakhs a day up and down does not bother me right you understand that perhaps this is all notional but it does take in some people learn it very fast you know this emotional detachment some people still maybe after 10 20 years they get into a cold sweat uh, when they see money going down right because it is what it is but experience is a big part of it um i hope we've kind of answered your question in a certain way of how to deal with these emotions of losing a lot of money but to if his devakar's friend is listening what could be the next steps i think if you had lost it because of trading or concentrated bets i would say stop doing that and it's the loss is going to hurt like hell uh, i mean it, it, this i mean nobody can uh, you know assuage that loss you are going to go through that pain well you have to think of it as a scar i mean the the scar tells us like uh, i think hannibal lecter says that in one of the movies scars tell us that uh, the past was real hmm. so it's going to be a scar and it's uh, uh, you're going to uh, think of it as a lesson and start goal based investing i mean all the answers for investing the strategies the best products everything lie within the mistake that people do is look for it elsewhere everything lie within us we have to find suitable products a suitable strategy not the best product or the best strategy so i would suggest look do goal based investing preferably i would say start off with a sebi registered fee only advisor i mean uh, pay a little more to an advisor and just let or give them the reins to your portfolio and you focus on uh, growing your income uh, you know uh, 
developing your career and i think slowly over time it the the wounds will heal uh devakar any further questions i have two more but over to you if there are any thoughts uh, as you listen to us uh no sir i think it was reassuring to hear patu uh, sir uh, uh, say that uh, yeah i know i think scar i think that's probably the apt word for it i think it would be a scar it's how we kind of like uh, let it heal cross the yeah let it heal and cross that obstacle i think that's how uh, that is what will define us i think yeah patu to push you on a couple of points uh, around 3 or 4 years ago you would uh, release a video and i urge all our listeners and viewers to try and search for it where you said most because you said it in this episode as well right uh, just use an index fund the video was about how most index investors will never be successful so if you could su- summarize what that video is about and what your thought behind saying such a statement was because i assume devakar and a lot of people who think through their journey and think very rationally of it you say put 50% in equity if they put that 50% in equity in an index fund why did you make that statement that most index investors will never be successful I write so much crap that I don't. For, I, half the time I forget what I said. It really is not, but too. There's uh, always a thought behind I, it. I I I mean, uh, uh, I I think the gist of it is that well, first of all, I think most investors are not going to be successful because they will they will do something or the other to shoot themselves in the foot. Hmm. I mean, we can only say this is what you should do, but most investors, generally speaking, are not going to be successful. most index investors are also not going to be successful because they are not buying the index for the right reasons uh today index investing is more of a fad than a transition from active management to passive management mm. today investors see in index in, uh, investing do well index funds do well etfs do well and they want a slice of that pie in their portfolio tomorrow something else will change and they want a slice of that they want gold they want more of gold when when they see mid caps move up they want more of mid caps so uh, that is the most immature thing to do you cannot you know uh, be invested in the thing that goes up the highest in a year and when you see something grow or go up that probably means the party is already over and after you invest it will come down most i mean that's how it works not the law of averages i mean it's a wrong in technically it's not a correct thing to say but yeah crudely you know what that means so that's not how it works and i think people are buying index funds for the wrong reasons they are just buying it because they want they think of it as the best product they assume that an index fund will always beat an active fund that's not going to happen the active fund there will be there will always be active funds that outperform the index just that you don't know which active fund will outperform yeah you and can't when? predict that ah so they will see oh this fund is that is the reason why i had said so many people and you and i i would say many of the people watching this listening to this would say they would have parak parik flexi cap and some nifty or sensex mm. because if this works yeah that that works if this works that works that kind of you know that kind of a scatter gun approach so you are already a single mutual fund is a scattergun approach because yeah. it buys a basket of st- stocks now you want to buy multiple funds and you so you are basically buying a portfolio of scatterguns hmm. so it's the entire portfolio is going to resemble a very expensive index fund right if you actually look so that's the reason why i believe most uh, people are not going to be successful most investors are generally not going to be successful because they don't have the right attitude for it quick 
question. You can even shoot it down, Patu. Perhaps you will. But would you like to say a minute or two on stop losses? Uh, perhaps if you're investing in the stock market and not through mutual funds, should that be have been kept in mind? Um, so for goal-based investing, stop losses relevant. Hmm. That much I can tell you. Uh, but uh, for trading, yes, it is very crucial. I, I have heard many traders uh, swear by it. Who uh, swear by it, and they know when to stop. Hmm. And that is, they say, that's the reason why they are successful. They they know when to pull out. They know that things are going bad. They know when to pull out. Hmm. But for go, for the kind of investing that we talk about, which is goal based, or uh, and uh, we talk about retirement planning, child planning, etc. Stop loss is not necessary. Uh, I mean, the the asset allocation, the rebalancing, the de-risking, it will take care of the stop loss. Great. And one final thing, Devakar, if you'll allow us, and Patu, if you'll allow me. Um, of course, we like to end on a bit of philosophy, right? There's a common saying that to deal with anxiety and other issues that bog us down mentally, it always helps to think of the worst case scenario, right? But to I would perhaps push you as well, right? I know you've had a solid, proven investing journey. But do you ever think about, even though I've done what I feel is right, if at some point in time, maybe I lose 50, 70% of my corpus, what happens in that, right? And I seem to battle with these thoughts as well, right? What if I lose everything? What if I lose every single rupee to my name? What then? Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I keep reassuring myself, I have my family. If we need to move out of this house, we'll move to a smaller city. If not the smaller city, we'll move to the mountain. Whatever it is, right? These thoughts keep coming in, right? Is it worth on an investing journey thinking about the worst case scenario so that you've already thought of it and therefore you're prepared to deal with it? I First of all, I think we really can't envision the worst case scenario. Mm. That is the problem. I mean, there are only so many... I mean, it's not then a risk, right? If it if it is something that we can combat and insure yourself against it, then it's not really. Ultimately, uh, risk is something that you can't prepare yourself for. Mm. But there are, of course, basic uh, slip-ups that you can uh, handle. Uh, the old-timers, uh, people who have been investing in the 70s, 80s and so on, they have a very simple saying for this. Don't put any money in the stock market that you need in the next five years. Mm. It's, a, it's a very profound statement. What that means is that you should be ready to lose 100% of the money in the stock market that you have put in today. Of course, it will move up. The idea is certainly it will move up later. It may or may not. That's a different matter. But the hope is that it will. But the point is, even if you lose it, you still have funds from somewhere else. To handle it. So that is why you need all this asset allocation, etc., etc. But you must also have some cash in hand. So that's where the employment matters. As, so, yeah, so you must have a very steady uh, income stream that comes in, uh, that is market independent. That is also important. Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Um, Divakar, thank you so much for doing this with us. Uh, I hope all our listeners and viewers watching are getting inspired to share their personal stories and journeys. It really enriches the show and 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 helps so many people watching that perhaps Devakar's friend, who are in the same situation as Devakar's friend. Devakar's friend, we're cheering you on as well. Uh, you have a great friend. Uh, and if you can trust the process, watch Let's Get Rich With Part 2 and keep sharing your thoughts and experiences. We will be 
much more rich on this show but to thank you so much devakar thank you so much we'll see you next week on let's get rich with patu take care bye bye you just heard let's get rich with patu an offspin original isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the indian podcasting space and even if it isn't what's the point of getting rich alone right share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about but make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you the music on this show was created by patu's biggest fan rajesh ravi and everyone on the offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show let me name them quickly harshdeen srani krishank das sandeep banerji arif chagla anand krishnan rajesh ravi and heer khan heer by the way is also to be blamed for giving patu his gangster look which is how he looks on a daily basis um and me sidhan your host let's get rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts so spread the word and we'll see you next week you know we do this show only to help you guys right but if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and uh, holding it against patu or me for making you lose that money then not only are you a mean person but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or patu or mine for that matter although we strongly believe in them listen to this disclaimer even more carefully we recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions we disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show by listening you agree that the host guests and producers are not only awesome people but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes this is offspin, offspin.